And welcome back to Fake Football Real People. Today you got Tyler Entz, Tyler Solis, Sam Clinch, and myself, Garrett Morgan. We're going to go ahead and get started recapping Week 10 with Week 11 Outlook. Um, Sam, why don't you go ahead and kick us off with some of the topics that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, let's just go ahead and kick it off with last Thursday's football game between the what Colts and Titans. Um, not a whole lot happened in this game for fantasy-wise, but... Uh, Michael Pittman was really good. Uh, he's really building upon his return from that um, kind of freak calf injury. So um, where are you all with Michael Pittman? I know the offense isn't very good uh, as a whole, but Solis, do you think he's a guy that should be on most fantasy rosters? I do. I do. I do believe that. I Some of the Twitter analysts I saw raving about him, so I scooped him early on in this week and should have played him. But I do believe so. I mean, T.Y. Hilton, let's, we we got to stop talking about him. Let's be real. I mean, he is their number one. And He's done. He, he, <laughs> we, we can stop. Like, all conversations <laughs> moving forward, right? It's almost like somebody had been talking about it all <laughs> off season before the draft. I'd like to just drop in and say, I told you so. Look, Everybody. USC receivers don't always come true, but Michael Pittman looks good. He looks real good. So I think, yes, the answer is yes. So are they normally fairy tales? <laughs> Look at Nelson Aguilar, some sort of fucking fairy tale. <laughs> Until he got to the Raiders, and now he's a bass. badass. Yeah. If you don't have it, if he's not picked up in your league, go pick him up if you have room. Yeah, I mean. If and he's got, worthy flex play. I mean. Yeah, if you got people like Marquise Brown <laughs> and <laughs> Devin Singletary still on your lineup, I think it'd be okay for you guys to drop him and, and, and bring in the old Pittman. I, I, I like him. Yeah. Uh, I actually had him early in the year. Early in the season, because I was like, this might be a nice little stash to hold on to. But then he got hurt, and then I just got tired of holding on. So, And just to note, his lineup coming up, he plays Green Bay next week. If Jair's out, great matchup. He plays Tennessee after that. Their DBs are poochies. Houston after that. Las Vegas after that. He's got good, really good matchups. <laughs> He's got yeah, good matchups good coming matchups. up. And, like, they're looking good. What are they, 6-3 and three or 7-3? and three? So, yeah. like, I mean, they're they're on a playoff run. They're going to be chunking the ball around. They're, they're looking for some uh, – some explosiveness. Not there needs some so, help, and I yeah. think Pittman could be the guy. Yeah. They need something yeah. like that, and I, they're going to find a way to get on the ball, especially with him being the guy that yeah. they drafted for that reason. Speaking mm-hmm. of being the guy, Nick Chubb is is that guy. He returned from injury this week, uh, coming off the uh, sprained MCL that he suffered versus the Cowboys, and, man, he looked good. Uh, didn't play a ton of snaps. He's a beast. We all knew it, but I know people were concerned about starting him coming off the injury, but – I uh, hope you did. He's RB1 going forward. Not much to say here, but just really good to see him he look that good. He miss a step. No. And hopefully uh, him jumping out of bounds at the one-yard line didn't cost you uh, a win this week. I will say one thing that is interesting is on Hunt's side, he, they both had 19 carries. So if you have them both, you can play them both. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I actually think – I was telling Pence this earlier. It doesn't make sense. But for fantasy-wise, I think Hunt's – I mean, his – Because of his receptions. His, his well, ceiling he, isn't as high, but I think he, those two work together so well, and Chubb kind of wears down the defense, and then Hunt cleans up, and then he has fresher legs, not playing all the snaps, he gets reception. I don't, I think they're, 
he's just as good as a fantasy asset with with Chubb on the field. I mean, he will have he might be better. A, he might be better. Yeah. He didn't. He it wasn't tearing things up. I mean, I know they had, you know, Baker was kind of banged up during that time and stuff. They had some two weather. really bad weather weeks, Weather's including last up, week. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Hunts looked better when Cream. I mean, when um, Chubb has played. So yep. Um, I I think that's a really good point, Solis. So uh, another running back on the team that I'm really liking what I'm seeing is from my boy DeAndre Swift. Um, he's finally – they're finally giving him the ball more. He was finally named the starter this week. I can't believe it took him 10 weeks to realize that that guy is the best running back on their team. But that's the Lions for you. Um, but, man, he really he really paid dividends this week. He, he looked good. He's Pence, explosive, man. Wh- wh- what do we think about his – outlook going forward the rest of the year yeah i mean he's a starter going forward i mean if you have him on your team and you're not playing him in um he's a plug and play the rest of the way through uh i mean he looks explosive and the the high upside for him is he catches so many passes i mean for a rookie i mean they target him they throw him the ball so i think he had five receptions this week for like 80-something yards, he broke off uh, a pretty decent... Uh, five for 68. Five for 68. Sorry, I thought it was 86. Okay, so 68 and a touchdown. I mean, five for 68, that's still great. I mean, that's great numbers, and he threw up 80... How many yards rushing? 81. 81. So, Kobe. Uh, moving forward, I mean, he's definitely a plug-and-play. Uh, I think he could finish in the top 20 before the end of the year. Yeah, just to piggyback off that slightly, just looking at numbers, Marvin Jones had eight receptions, Swift had five. After that, it was three. So, I mean, he's the number two receiver and the number one running back. Yep. Yep, until Galladay. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, true. And um, I will say, even though he hasn't played a ton of the snaps, he's played very little snaps, hadn't seen a whole lot of work, um, out of his first ten weeks, one being a bye, so his first nine games, he's only scored under ten PPR points twice. Um, he does have seven touchdowns, so there's been a couple weeks in there that a touchdown saved him. But, I mean, he's hey. he's he's getting it done. Consistent, I, seven I touchdowns. I mean, that's a lot. Come he, on. He's got the week before he had 13 rushes. This week he has 16. And then he's been the last one, six weeks he hasn't had under three receptions. So that's providing that nice that nice floor for you. Yeah, I think he's a top 15 running back going forward throughout the, se- the rest of the season. I agree. Uh, another running back that's – his receptions has kept his floor so high as J.D. McKissick. Pence, I know you've been big on him. He saw 15 targets last week. Where does he – what is he for you right now? It's it's honestly kind of quite annoying, but if you guys remember a couple years ago, Chris Thompson, whenever he was with Washington, where it was just solely based off catches. McKissick has outtouched um, Gibson in a couple games, but here in the last two games, I think Gibson has outtouched him in as in carries. But I think in the last two games, I want to say uh, McKissick's up in like the twenty-five targets, like in a game in the last two games. I mean, just crazy amounts of passes to him. So I mean, moving forward, I, I think he's a flex play. I, I'm not going to call him an RB two because I mean, it, I think he had fifteen targets and he caught seven. So I mean, that's fifty percent. So I mean, that's still not great. But I mean, he if he's going to get that many targets and he catches seven passes, he's a flex play. My my thoughts to this too is Alex Smith threw the ball fifty five. Fifty five. I saw that too. I was if he throws forty times, McKissick is still getting five plus targets receptions. And then their next two uh, opponents are Cincinnati and Dallas, who neither one have a great defense. They're going to throw the ball. I mean, I I don't see it stopping down. They do see Pitt in two weeks, but the next two weeks, I I think he's a comfortable flex play, right? Yeah. Yeah. If we just think about the environment here, 
Uh, Scott Turner, going back to his days in Carolina, he likes to throw the ball to the running backs a lot. They've thrown the ball to the running backs all year. And then you put Alex Smith in there on top of it, who's checked down Charlie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't a take a lot of, of those, those deep shots. You have a shots. lot of he, targets to the running backs there. So. That's why I think Logan Thomas's value is going to be going up, moving yeah. forward, because Alex Smith has always loved the tight ends because, yeah. you know, the shorter routes over the middle, that's kind of what Alex Smith does. So and To be fair, Alex Smith's looking pretty good all of a sudden. Yeah. Looking better. So a couple quick notes here. Um, we, we talked about him last week and what we thought his – Value was upon return, but Alan Lazard does come back this week. Uh, another guy we did talk about as well was Wayne Gallman. Uh, we thought he was a very viable pickup last week. And if you did pick him up, I hope you started him because he had two touchdowns in the game. Uh, he does have buy, but th- he has a buy this week. But another guy that please go grab him if he's out there. Uh, he's been really good and with the way the running backs. Yeah, I what, think, the way the running back position looks right now, he's must grab. And for what I th- what I what I think is a. Uh, I think Freeman actually is out another week after the bye, and then he'll be able to return. But I mean, Gallman five touchdowns in the last four games. I mean, he looks better than Freeman. Just yeah, I mean his his average yards in the list last game was terrible against the Eagles. But I mean, two he, touchdowns. That, there's a reason that's for all that. Our run defense short yardage yeah, is really it's pretty good. good. It's a, yeah. the big places. But just, I mean, right. he gets the touchdowns, and he's obviously the number one back there. So I mean, yeah, I think he's he's a flex play in matchups. So we didn't really talk about the Bucks receivers much last week because they played so bad and we just didn't really get a good outlook. So this week we were all keeping a sharp eye on that. Um, it turned out pretty well. I mean, I think if you have any of them, you're you're really happy. Yeah, you um, you were excited about how how it looked going yep. looking at the numbers and everything. Yeah, it was just they really Tom spread it out evenly. Um, you know, Mike had the really the really good catch in the end zone for a touchdown, but. Godwin made big plays. Uh, AB saw plenty of targets. Mike was involved throughout the game in short and longer uh, passes. So, I mean, what what were the stats, Pence? What what did they so end up with? Godwin went six for ninety two on six targets. He caught all of his targets. Mike Evans actually led the team in targets with eleven on six receptions, seventy seven and a touchdown. Filthy touchdown, by the way. Come yep. on, yeah, now them they, hands are strong. Yeah. Yep. And then Brown eight targets, seven catches for sixty nine, and he also. Um, was it Tom dropped uh, missed him Tom, on a fifty-two Tom, yard touchdown pass? Tom missed him and Mike for touchdown passes. Tom yeah. wasn't very sharp in the game. So y- you add uh, a fifty-two yard touchdown to Antonio Brown right there. I mean, he leads the team in receptions and yardage. And and Gronk had what two for two 55 for fifty-five and a touchdown. touchdown so, so keeping him, he was still yeah, a nice play. Yeah, I mean fantasy. I mean he and just keeps catching the touchdowns, man. And Rojo had what one forty one ninety-three a one ninety-three yeah one ninety-three and a touchdown. Just twenty-four carries. What the? He hasn't had twenty-four carries this whole year. This huge week for the Bucks offense, and I mean obviously they're not going to do that every week. I was going to play devil's advocate for a minute. Yeah, the reason I say that. So you got the Rams next. So Ramsey's probably shutting down somebody. You know yeah. what I mean? So like he, he I, does, he's probably not going to travel, but th- their whole secondary is so yeah, William, freaking yeah. good. Dude, I, the I Rams. Would, I, t- I I t- mentioned something at the beginning of the year. I think people were going to forget how good the Rams defense was. Yeah. I mean, you got guys like Ramsey and Don uh, Donald. That's I mean Donald. I mean that's enough right there. You got two, you know, number one at his position, and yeah. you know, arguably when Ramsey's at at his peak, I mean, you could argue that he's a top two top 100%. three guys i mean he's been shut down and then 
Shoot that that rookie. Now, is it is he a rookie? That number thirty one that has five. Darius picks? Williams, uh, he's yeah. a sophomore. Yeah, but he's good. So two yeah. year. I mean, he's got yeah. five that picks a, already this that was season. An incredible play. Incredible. Yeah. Insane yeah. play. Incredible. I mean, like their yeah, defense is playing great. So yeah, I agree with you. I mean, that, that's that's a very tough matchup. I was um, gonna say. So if you do have any of those receivers, I would just keep an eye on your favorite analysts. Hints: uh, Tyler and Sam Clinch. <laughs> Roy, Laura's not here. Garrett Morgan and myself, Tyler Solis. No, I'm just kidding, y'all. But really, if you do have any of those receivers, I would just keep an eye on Twitter, wherever you do, on where you think Rams is going to be playing because or, or what's going on because yeah. one of them's getting yeah. has to get shut down. I expect Ramsey to follow Evans, honestly. Right. Hey, Ramsey, Ramsey has not really followed people this year. He followed DK more last week than he's done all week. And he, and he shut, shut him down. He shut him down. I just don't. Yeah. I just, with, with all three of them there, I don't see why they would. I mean, why sure. take Evans out? He's been the worst out of the three. That's a valid point. For, yeah, I mean, you say worse, but I mean, is it? It's not because of Evans' play. It's just right. Like, but I mean, he still has the same quarterback. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't shadow Ramsey on Evans. Yeah. I would. I mean, I don't know no who you take to. out. I yeah. yeah. That's yeah, the other thing. It's like you take one out. All good. Yeah, valid, so. valid point. Play them so, all. <laughs> I don't know. I. I, I just, it's just a really, really tough matchup. It's but, a, but look, look who they have. Uh, so for they, weeks 14 and 15, the playoffs for most people. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to go. So they got the Rams next, then KC, then they have a bye. Then they have Minnesota and Atlanta. Just oh. beautiful. Yeah, so, pl- so playoff-wise, <laughs> like, you could play all three of the receivers. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, I really think that you can play them right now. Even g- going into the Rams, I mean, I know it was only one week, but, I mean, they spread the ball around. I mean, there was crazy amount of different targets for everybody. Um, I did think that the run game helped too. You know, Rojo yeah, actually. I mean, the ninety. I know ninety nine yards of one hundred ninety three was you know, a lot. Yeah, it's I mean, still a hundred yard game without that that run. So yeah. I mean, still good. Yeah, but I mean, true. it was also Carolina's defense. It so bad. this is bad. But like I said, I think with these three receivers, I still think it's okay right now. I still think it's okay to play right now, and just play them all and kind of just feel it out. I mean, Evans. He's you just, can't sit him. You can't sit him. You can't sit him. And Brown and. No, I mean Brown with Tom Brady. If you go back with every game oh, yeah. that he's played with Tom Brady, he's yep. pretty much got a touchdown I, and, and at least five or six catches. I mean, he gets the ball to him, and, and Godwin is just Godwin. So I, I think I think uh, I think Godwin or an AB are the plays this week. I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't feel real comfortable playing Evan. Yeah. I think I think he's a wide receiver a wide receiver three. With, I can get with, that. I can get behind that if, if with Boomer Bus. I, I just think the, they have long, big cornerbacks that's going to come up and press Evans. I, I he doesn't. Play well with that. Yeah, I think AB and and uh, Godwin come more out of the slot is gonna is gonna be more beneficial. But let let's go ahead and move it over to another slot guy and another team that been airing the ball out a bunch this year, and that's the Bills. And that's John Brown's ankle injury and the effects on Cole Beasley. Uh, if you watch that game this week, which is what game of the year? Maybe it's up there. It's, it's up there. Amazing game. Definitely catch of possibly the decade already. It was yeah, start. I start amazing. to a decade. <laughs> it was. It was Calvin Johnson oh, like hail mary type oh, catch. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's almost Ridiculous. identical. So yeah, yeah. And I think the underlining of that is nobody's even really talking about how insane that throw was. Yeah, to was. break off the sack, mm-hmm. pop his feet, and just. It was a dime. Hurl yeah. it. I mean, it was amazing. Now, whether or not he even saw Hopkins down there or not. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I saw a meme on Twitter. It says, shit, Hopkins down there somewhere. Yeah. Well, Jumpman <laughs> logo is going crazy That's just right funny. Now. But, yeah, insane game. But, anyways, if you watch that game, Beasley was just working anyone that lined up across from him. He worked Patrick was, Peterson. Oh, so that touchdown? Oh, my worked goodness. Him. Patrick Peterson was like, that white boy cold. <laughs> <laughs> he worked him. 
And, I mean, we've talked about Beasley quite a bit on this podcast two, already. Two or three weeks ago, we yep. said, hey, it's uh, somebody that if you're struggling with receivers, he wouldn't be a bad person to grab and, yep. and possibly flex. Yep. Shout out Roy. And he had the most receptions on the team over Diggs. Like, yep. that's, that's and, and, and Diggs is still the number one. But with John Brown, if he's banged up, especially if he doesn't play, uh, Beasley's solid, solid flex play. And, and he, he can still be played. It's a deeper shot because you are going to have your games where Diggs sees all the targets or, you know, you'll have your – Gabriel Davis games and, and such, but he's definitely a, a fine play. And McKenzie, yeah. He's just sometimes. Yep. For sure. So, uh, on the other side of the ball, we were really watching, what, A, whether Drake would play. Uh, a lot of people didn't think he'd play because they have a Thursday night game this this coming week. So they And he played, so they must have you know felt really comfortable about where he was and his health. Um, he actually outsnaps Edmonds, and he looked – Pretty good. I, I I thought he looked. I mean, I've I've actually watched quite a bit of him this this year, and he's that's the best he's looked in the, in the games the games that I've got to watch. So, um, and I thought he was going to lose snaps because he fumbled. Yeah. But then they sent him back out there, and, and it was the same thing. And Edmonds yep. didn't even look bad. If you go back and look at Edmonds' numbers, he was actually. Yep. They all ran well. Like they were. It was run. all pretty good. Yep. But I mean, I just. I, I think I think we see the same snap share moving forward. I think it's Drake plays majority of snaps, get majority of carries, but. It's more like a 65-35 split. Yeah, I mean, I thing. still think Drake is RB, like, three. Like, I, yeah. I don't think he's... I think, I think they're both in the RB3 yeah, range. Yeah, the RB3 range. I'm I think not, they're pretty close to each other. I don't feel smart. I don't feel, I don't feel just amazing yeah. going into yeah. it and just like, like flex, yeah. oh, yeah, I'm just... I'm, I'm, right. I don't feel so good, but it's just like... Cause As we thought, we thought we, Drake was going to be this shit. year. Uh, I'll, I'll, <laughs> we all did. I, mean, I thought he was going to be... I, I was thinking top, like, seven <laughs> backs by the end of the year, but, boy, I... an opportunity, he should have been. Yeah. So Lockett uh, comes out of the Seattle game uh, a little banged up with a sprained knee. Uh, still don't know a ton about the about the uh, details of the injury and if he's going to miss time. But if he misses time, uh, who's who are we who are we looking at to to fill in for him? I mean, I think the clear answer is David Moore. I mean, David Moore's been there for the past few years and. He always finds some games he just looks really good in as a consistent target to Russell Wilson. I mean, you do have Russell Wilson, one of the best passers in the game, so it's always going to be an accurate pass. I think David Moore fills in just finally. I mean, I do think DK gets targeted a little bit more also, um, being the number one. That also means he's going to get target. I mean, um, looked at a little bit more as well, but I think the answer is David Moore. Yeah, yeah, and, and Russ, Russ is getting a little bit of a midseason – Slump. A little he slump is. right yeah. now. Um, I mean, it was against the Rams, and the Rams are very good, very very good, like we were talking about earlier. But I mean, there's been some other guys that have played some good defense that were MVP candidates that that showed up. I mean, he did not have a good game, but he was sacked six times. Yeah. So that's, that's the thing. Yeah, but yeah, I I agree with you, Solis. And the games that I've watched, David Moore, I don't know how many, you know, over the last three four years. There's been a number of, of plays and games where I've watched where he's made some some flashy plays. Not all him, but just making some tough contested catches and stuff. Um so I, I definitely the way the way Russ has played this year, he's definitely a viable option. Um if Lockett goes down. He's probably my number one waiver wire pickup. Yeah. Um if if Lockett's forced to, to miss some time. Absolutely. So staying in the division, talking about another young, uh talented receiver. Yeah, uh, and Brandon Ayuk, man, he's looked really good. What, where is he for y'all rest of the way? I, I mean, Pence said earlier he's a must start, and I'm right there with you. I like Brandon Ayuk. I mean, I liked him coming out of the draft. Like he was someone I had my eye on. Um, I mean, with Debo, 
just you know still hurt. I mean, Brandon Ayuk is the number one, and when Debo comes back, I still think Ayuk has a really good role there. Nick Mullins chunks it. Yeah, I I, I agree with you, Solis. I mean, Mullins the one developing this chemistry with Ayuk. Mm-hmm. Um, Debo doesn't really have that, and mm-hmm. Debo's been banged up, missed, d- didn't really get to practice this whole off season. Now's missed time during the year. I mean, he's. I'm looking he's at schedule. A lot of time. I'm looking at schedule though. <clears throat> this oh. is this is. This is the thing. He uh he ha- he is great. I completely agree. But he played the Rams in week six, two receptions, twelve yards, and a touchdown. He has uh, a bye this this week. Then he plays Rams Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Wide receiver one, you get Tredavious White and maybe yeah. Ramsey back to back weeks. I mean that's not but I mean it is Shanahan. Yeah, that, it is yeah. Shanahan. They will get him jet sweeps. They will that, find a way to get him the ball. I'm was, not saying that I it's was, not. I was, I was coming. I was about to <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying he's just going to be completely shut out. But that does make the matchups a lot harder no, for right. him. Moving right. But I did. We did. I did say earlier. I like Ayuk. I still think that he is possible. You know, a must start. But you get most certain back probably after this bye. I hope. Yeah. Which also, Jerry Rice sponsored Ayuk. I don't know if y'all saw that, but Jerry Rice said this kid is filthy. And whether yep. Jerry Rice is just being a hometown folk for the 49ers, either way. Jay Rice gave his word out for him, so I mean that speaks little volumes. Yeah, Jay Rice was pretty good at football. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of him. Who's Jay Rice? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say, Pence. Is if you think Shanahan's gonna stick him out out there yeah. opposite of Ramsey and tell him to go to work, you're wrong. He's I gonna agree. move him around. He's gonna get him in all kinds of different formations where he can't just single press man. You know him. So I. But he, I mean, he's it, coming alive right yeah, now. Yeah, so that's yeah. I'm not. The matchups are concerning, but they're not scaring me away from playing. I mean, them. the way he looks, like um, from the eye tape, I mean, who's going to be better? Th- who's going to be the number one next year, Dembo, Debo, or him? I don't know. No, I mean, it's Ayuk. Ayuk, Ayuk moving forward now. I mean, he's established Ayuk, that he is the good. most talented. I mean, Debo's they're, good, but Ayuk is a an actual but, like full on. It's a toss up. They're, they're, they're both. <laughs> they're both going to be. I, I they're like both Ayuk. Be a lot. I'm saying I like Ayuk as in like a. Like a real, like a, like a real, real, a real NFL a receiver. Real NFL receiver. Yeah. I like, I, I, I yeah. like him. That I mean, I'm not saying that he's a better gadget player than yeah. Debo because he's not. But yeah. I mean, let's just look at his numbers for the last three weeks. I mean, New England six for one fifteen, eight for ninety one in a touchdown against Seattle. New Orleans seven for seventy five in a touchdown. He missed Green Bay because of COVID. Yeah. I mean, if you, but if you did those over a, I mean, that's the last stretch, three weeks, and that's, and that's pretty much quarterback that's play and banged up Garoppolo. I mean, let's be real though, Garoppolo's. So and you know I mean like I said it helps Kittle's out so I mean who's yeah. gonna this yeah. is the guy I mean this is yep. really your guy McKinnon had a horrible game so I mean they're just gonna find ways to get this guy the ball yep um speaking of New Orleans and going to the other side of this game uh, probably biggest news of the week right now is Drew Brees' injury uh, he's gonna be forced to miss at least a couple of weeks he has fractured ribs on both sides left and right he has a collapsed right lung. Um, I know so the feeling. Yeah, that's. I'm sure it's very, very painful. Thank God I've never had one. Um, yeah, he's gonna be. He's gonna be out for a while. So, how does this? A, how does this impact their team, and what what do they do going moving forward? And also, how is this gonna affect us in the fantasy world? Um, I'm gonna talk crazy here for some of you people, but I think um, it's gonna hurt. A lot. I, I I know Winston still put up numbers last year, even with those receivers. Um, I mean, it is Sean Payton. Uh, he'll find a way. I don't really have a good answer on how it's going to affect, but he did target Michael Thomas a lot when he came into the game last night. I don't think they connected on one reception, but he was throwing the ball at him. He tried to force a couple in there like Winston does. 
Um, so I, I'm really having a hard time. I, th- I still think Michael Thomas is the only receiver that you could start in that lineup, even with Winston there. But I'm looking, you know, if you get into a, a situation where you got a bunch of players on by, or you're really struggling at the flex play or tight end, I think Taysom Hill could see an increased role moving forward with Drew Brees out. I mean, they get Atlanta next week. I mean, that's not. I mean, that's a pretty good little matchup to see a lot of Taysom Hill. I mean, then you get Denver and then Atlanta again. So I mean, Brees is going to be out probably till the playoffs. So I'm going to ask F- you guys: fantasy playoffs or real fantasy playoffs? Like both. I mean, uh, Atlanta is week 13, so you're going to get that's playoffs. But they said Brees might not be back till like real playoffs. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm going to ask you guys. I think Taysom Hill is worth a pickup and stash and possibly play because I, I really think he's going to see probably 10, 12 carries and, and he could find himself into the zone. I mean, what do you guys think? So he's he's eligible as a tight end and quarterback. If he keeps tight end eligibility, yes, I'm, I'm good with him. If you're needing a tight end or may, maybe a flex play. I, I, right now, before seeing him and seeing how it plays out, I'd be skeptical to throw him in a flex unless I'm just really, really, really desperate. Gotcha. As a tight end, I'm I'm all for it. Might as well. But if he loses that eligibility, then he's he's yeah. nothing at this point. Yeah, yeah, I get you with that. Like like this past week, this this week he scored two point five. But prior to that, fourteen and ten in tight end numbers, that's pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, really with good. this year, I mean, other than uh, Waller, uh, Kelsey, Kittle. And then uh, Hawkinson and a couple. I mean, Graham has a couple. I mean, the yeah. tight end play has it's been terrible, the, I awful. Will, I will say the unfortunate thing is like the majority of his his touches are rushes if you look at it, and he's competing with one of the best backs in the league as well as one of the best backups. So like while it's still there, is like he is a little touchdown. Watching the game though, he he gets a lot of red zone carries. A lot of whether red zone I mean a lot. I mean he gets he gets stuffed at the second the second and three, and then they yeah. get it to Kamara. I mean it's possible, but I'm just saying. I just think that there's going to be an increased role, and I think it's something to possibly keep an eye on, especially if he keeps the tight end. If he doesn't keep mm. the tight end role, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, yeah, we're not, not put, you're not putting a <laughs> quarterback position. To, to answer the question, I do, I do think that if you have room, why not take a chance on him? If you, if, if you, if you want, if you're experimental here. Yep. I, I guess going back to kind of my original question, I don't think it hurts Kamara at all. I don't think it affects him oh, whatsoever, no. unless, unless the offense is just unless the offense more. just tanks. Yeah, I think, like you said, so it's the increased in, in probably targets and um, everything. And, uh, they should lean on him, like they should. Will, will go up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not just out on Michael Thomas. It's, it's going to affect him. It's going to hurt him a little bit. But what's going to hurt him is if Taysom Hill plays a lot. If Jameis is in there most of the most of the time, I don't think the drop off for Michael Thomas is going to be that much. If if Taysom plays 30 snaps, yeah. Mike Thomas is going to hurt from Yeah, him. I, I hope not. Yeah, uh, but Even I mean, 20 would, we've seen Winston yeah. with uh, guys like Mike Mike Evans. I mean, he, yep. he, he will force and, feed and his number one and receiver. Yeah, and so, like, give him a week. That's why I'm thinking, Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm with, uh, Winston doesn't isn't doesn't have a noodle arm. No. I mean, he, he, he just makes arm. he makes very bad decisions. <laughs> All the time. All the time. <laughs> All the time. But, very. I mean, he'll target. He very. If he, if he plays the whole game and they throw the ball a, a good amount of times, Mike Thomas is still a 100% viable player because he will – I still think he sees 10 targets. Well, and Jameis is, James is a quarterback. We don't know about Taysom Hill yet. Hey, with, with, with that being said, if you guys have Michael Thomas 
and you aren't comfortable with them, use them as a trade bait. Yes. Like a lot of people Big would name. still take Thomas right now. Yeah. I mean, I mean, whether the, it just how what shape are you in yes. right now? Are you making a playoff run? Do you need a he literally has not had one good game for you all year. In right, and it, it doesn't – the thing is it doesn't really <clears> – <throat> especially with Breeze being out as long as he could. I mean, it, I still – like I said, I really do think Winston is going to target the shit out of Mike Thomas moving forward, especially if, if Breeze misses four, like five games or something yeah. like that. I think you're going to get some some numbers from Mike Thomas the next couple of weeks, especially just hearing their matchups. I mean, we're talking about – Atlanta, Denver, Atlanta. I mean, that's yep. – you're going to tell me Mike Thomas can't torch that, those two teams? You're right. Yep. No, you're right. And so, give him a week to practice. He's I, gonna, I'm not yeah. I'm not trading Mike Thomas unless somebody just offers me something it just kinda depends out of the water. At. Yeah, it definitely depends on where you're at. Yeah. Pence, you've been um, banging on this Damian Harris bandwagon for a while. You've been <laughs> banging the drum. Um, talk about him. I mean, I drafted him. Um, cause there was so much coming out of camp about how well he'd been, had been performing and then the injury happened and then I dropped him and then I picked him up and then I dropped him again and then I picked him up this, this last time. <laughs> um, he's right now he's leading the team in touches the last three weeks. Uh, he's had 200 yard games. He scored a touchdown um, two games ago. Um, he is touchdown dependent. If you're not in PPR, I mean, he's great. He's great. I mean, that that's – I mean, he's great moving forward. If you're in PPR, I mean, he is very touchdown dependent. Um, but, I mean, you could see he's going to get that 100 yards. I mean, and he'll catch a pass here and there. I mean, not much. Maybe like one. But, I mean, I, 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 I mean, he's not a crazy flex play if you're struggling at running back or you got somebody on by. I mean, 100 yards and he finds himself in the end zone. And there you go, 17 points. Yeah. I, DFS, he's 5,700 this week versus Houston. I, they, the freaking Patriots can line me up at running back. I run for fifty five <laughs> against saw Houston. What both running backs did at the Browns. They both had a hundred. Yep. So yeah, I mean Houston's getting run over by everyone. Yeah. So. Damian Harris at fifty seven hundred would be nice. That's a, that's it's, that's a good. This DS. is the perfect time for freaking McDaniel's play. to run James White sixteen yeah. times wide. Well, I just wide. know who I'm plugging in my DK line. <laughs> <laughs> just just a thought. Yeah, I, I like Damian. I like I said, good good flex by moving forward. Well, that's gonna do it for us this week. So, Lise, go ahead and plug us. Let's get it. Uh, if you haven't yet, follow us at FFRP underscore podcast. That is FFR, FFRP underscore podcast. And if you don't know what that stands for, fake football. Let's get it.